0: Welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, and hey, welcome to 2020. Now, uh, if you don't know by now, this show is a safe place that you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics to help you get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. Now, you might notice that today is January 1st, and on the last episode I released, I made an announcement that we were going to take a couple weeks break, and then I was going to jump back in with some interviews, but God had a different plan, and I have learned to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when He redirects my plans. Um, You know, I I make plans for this podcast, but then I lay them at His feet, and I say, okay, but hey, if you want to switch things up, you can. So today's just a short episode with just me um, about something that God has put on my heart about the heart and i'll tell you where this came from where the heart behind this came from but before i do that One quick question I have for you is, you know, January 1st, I can only imagine how many emails everybody's getting and podcasts that are being released and blog posts that are being written and social media posts that are going live about, woohoo, it's January 1st and let's talk about our goals and let's, you know, dream big and let's do all these things. And, And those are great things. I'm not downplaying any of those things, but here's what I want you to do. I want you, as you're listening right now, just to think about one of your big goals that you have for this year. It might be business related. It could be maybe health related, or, you know, you want to run your first um, 5K or half marathon or marathon, or maybe you want to write a book like me. That's my big goal this year. Maybe you want to start grad school. You know, I don't know. You know what that is. So before we start, I want you to think about what that one thing is, okay? Because here's the deal. I would love, nothing more, if I could get on here today and give you a three-point message all about how to make your dreams come true this year and all about how to overcome fear. And I do actually think what we're going to talk about today is going to be the secret sauce to your success this year. I know in my life, what we're going to talk about today is absolutely the make or break point for me of anything ever going right in my life. And when it doesn't go right, it almost always comes back to the condition of my heart. So I'm going to do something maybe not super popular and actually start the year by talking about the condition of our heart. Now, let me tell you where this came from and why I just randomly, well, God knows he's not random, but it felt random to me. Why I decided to throw an extra episode in here was because By the way, if you haven't noticed, anytime I do these episodes, especially these solo episodes, oftentimes they come from the depravity in my own heart and life that God is teaching me something. He's redirecting me, He's molding me. And so I just want you to know everything I'm going to share today does not come from up on a soapbox, it comes from in the trenches in the battle gear, sweat and blood dripping off my face and forehead and all the things because uh, I I am in this with you. Okay. And here's where today's episode comes from and why I felt so strongly that I was supposed to hop on here and do this. This isn't going to be a long episode. I hope not. Anyways, I'm going to make it do my best to keep it short, but here's what I want you to know where it came from. Have you ever had a Moment where you've been dreaming about something yourself, or you've been doing something. Maybe you've you have started a business, or you know. In my case, I've started a podcast. Or again, you feel you've got to fill in the blank for yourself here. Okay, you've started something, or you've wanted to, and you have been working really hard. And um, somebody else, maybe a year, couple years later, ten years later, even starts something similar. You know, obviously there's no two things that are the same because we're all different people. And they, it feels like when you look at them, they are like an overnight success. All of a sudden you're going, wait, wait, what just happened? Wait, how'd that person get to there? When I've been over here building something for what feels like years And this person starts something and it's just all of a sudden it just blows up, like not blows up in a bad way, but like, you know, in a good way, it feels like they've got some overnight success or like, oh my goodness. So I had a moment like this recently, and this is completely raw and real with you where um, I'm not going to give details. I have hashed it out with this friend of mine, but I had an incident like this lately where a friend of mine And she's more of an acquaintance, I would say, but she had that happen where she, her and I do similar things and what she was doing just took off. I literally, not even kidding you, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I feel like there's power in me admitting it. I, my initial knee jerk reaction was jealousy and disappointment that I am not further along than I am. And honestly, guys, whenever these things come out of my heart, it is not just embarrassing. Obviously, here I am confessing this to all of you guys, but also it really breaks my heart because I'm going, Lord, I thought I had overcome this jealousy thing. And and I have learned that when jealousy rises up in me, that for sure, jealousy and envy is not from God at all. It's straight from the enemy of our soul. And um, that jealousy has definitely been something in my life that I have wrestled through time and time again. And the Lord continues to deal with me on this topic. And so here's the deal, though. As I hashed it out with the Lord, here's what I do. Whenever something yucky like this rises up in me, because I don't know about you, but when I feel jealousy, I'm like, oh, I feel dirty. I don't want to feel jealous. I want to feel happy for that person. What's wrong with me? You know, that's so horrible. I came into my closet, which where I'm standing right now, recording this episode, and I just got on my face. And this is what I do whenever there's some yucky sin that rises up in me and I don't want it there. And I just got on my face and I was like, Lord. Lord. First of all, please forgive me. Help! Like, what's happening in my heart? This is horrible. I don't want to feel this way. I want to rejoice for my friend, not be jealous of her. And almost immediately, I felt the, the Holy Spirit whisper, "Rachel, you have a heart condition." And isn't that the truth? That so often, so many of the things that are happening in our life, whether it's a sin that rises up, like I'm talking about right now, or whatever it might be, some kind of stronghold, it always goes back to our heart. So I want to talk today about our heart, the condition of our heart, because honestly, if we can make all these huge, amazing plans for 2020, I know a lot of themes are laser focus. And actually the word I felt like God gave me several months ago for 2020 was focus, which I was like, uh, of course, but um, it's meaningful to me in in its own way. But um, we cannot expect any of these plans to prosper if our hearts are not in the right place. And we can't even be surprised when the plans that we make don't prosper if our heart isn't right, because guess what? If our heart isn't right, it's probably making plans that aren't lined up with the Word of God, okay? So for me, when I struggle the most in life, it's often an indicator that something is off in my heart. So here's what I want to do today. Again, like I told you in the beginning, whenever I... Have something that the Lord's dealing with me on. I, after I lay on my floor and confess my sins and humble myself before the Lord, the next step I do is I go, okay, God, teach me. I want to learn. I want to, I want you to show me how do I overcome this. I have this really cool Bible software program called Logos, and I go in and I'll type in a word. And so I typed in a word, I just typed in the word heart. And you'll be happy to know that. I'm nerding out over here in the NLT version, which is the New Living Translation version. I did not I'm not going to talk about all the versions today that would take a couple of hours. But in that version alone, the word heart is mentioned five hundred and sixty five times. Now, you might have heard that, you know, we've talked about the word fear before. You might have heard the word fear is over 365 times. And, you know, that's one verse for every day of the year. Okay. God talks about the heart more than he talks about fear, which means the heart is a really big deal to God. He is basically saying, yoo-hoo, whenever a word is in the Bible this many times, it's like he is waving his hands, Trying to get us to really pay attention to the fact that it's a big, big deal. Okay, so I just wanted to tell you that. Now, before you go, uh uh-oh, she's about to read me 565 verses on the heart. Don't worry. I am going to read you several, only because I want you, I just want to prove to you how important this is, but I want to encourage you to do your own research on the heart. I mean, you can even pull up the Bible app on your phone, type in the heart and again, a ton, you'll have days and days on this, okay? But I want to start by reading a couple to you that I think are really powerful. The first one is a really famous one. And it's famous for a reason because it's powerful. And it's from Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Do you see how powerful that is? Sometimes I feel like these popular verses, it can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that all my life. And we just don't really let it simmer and meditate in, in in our mind and our heart but listen to this guard your heart above all else above all else for it determines the course of your life i would say not many of us are very good guards of our hearts we let a lot of stuff come in yes via social media and all that but even more so You know, for me, when I told you that story about that jealousy that rose up in me, as the Lord walked me through that, He showed me I had let a root of bitterness and jealousy. And um, I'm going to share with you one more at the end of this, not quite yet. I had let some things get planted in my heart in what seemed like small moments that were insignificant. But it grew into a nasty weed, all right? Which is why this show, Real Talk with Rachel, I'm all about us talking about things, bringing them into the light so they can be dealt with before they turn into a nasty beast like mine did, okay? All right, another one that I think is really powerful, Matthew 6, 21, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Um, I don't have time to stop on every single verse and do my own fancy interpretation of it. So I'm going to just let these kind of wash over you as I read them. And then I'm going to dive into just a few practical steps. I don't have like a big message here for you, um, you know, some sermon or anything, but I I just want to share with you what the Lord has taught me in this area. Another powerful one, Deuteronomy 10, 16, therefore change your hearts and stop being stubborn. (laughs) Psalm 44, 21. God would surely have known it, for he knows the secrets of every heart. That one is a little alarming, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like sometimes we can deceive ourselves by thinking, oh, I'm the only one who knows about this thing that, you know, I was jealous of or that I was bitter about or or this sin that I'm plotting in my heart. But God knows. He, he knows and he sees all the secrets. And, you know, one more thing I would say about the whole, when we see people who sometimes, I don't know about you, but I have seen people, and I've even experienced this in my own life, that they, they have had six really great success in an area. And you look at them and you go, how did they get in that position? They don't have the qualifications. They don't have the background and degree. They're not even that gifted at certain things. And, you know, so on the outward part, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, we all kind of scratch our heads and go, how that happen for them? And I'll tell you, I'll, absolutely, I don't hesitate at all to say this. I don't even think this is an opinion because I'm going to back it up with some scripture in a minute. It's because of the heart. God is constantly looking to and fro on our earth. He's been doing this since back whenever he chose Noah to <laughs> save his family from the flood. He is constantly scouring the earth going, whose heart can I trust with things? Whose heart can would be able to handle success in business. Whose heart could I give this message to write a book that they wouldn't think that they were, you know, they would take credit for it? Whose heart could I trust, you know, with these kids and that marriage and and that ministry? He's he's constantly looking at hearts. That's what he's searching. He doesn't. He has no interest in our backgrounds and our certifications. And don't get me wrong; those things aren't wrong. I mean, I'm here. I am standing here getting my degree in, in graduate school, but. I know that the only reason anything I do after graduate school will be any success is because God looked at my heart and he said, okay, yeah, I can trust her heart. Uh huh. Yep, I can trust her heart. And, And honestly, I could go on and I could get my doctoral degree, but if he can't trust my heart, every single thing I put my hand to will just wither and fade away and be just not fruitful at all. So I'm very aware of that. Let's talk a little bit about, oh, guys, I just have so much to say today, and it's already 15 minutes in, and I wanted to keep this short. So I'm going to talk to you about Deuteronomy 11, 16 through 21. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here's what I, I do want to just share a few verses here. He says, but be careful. Don't let your heart be deceived that you turn away from the Lord and serve and worship other gods. If you do, the Lord's anger will burn against you and he'll shut up the sky and hold back the rain and the ground will fail to produce its harvest. Then you'll quickly die in the good land the Lord is giving you. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. I don't know about you, but when I think about 2020 and the years beyond, I would love to lay hold of the land that God is giving me in my household. In fact, my husband and I are currently in a season like that. He's giving us new territory with our clinic. We have a new location and a, a bigger building that's almost twice the size of what we've been in. And and he's giving us new land but we're very aware that if we don't first of all keep our hearts right before the lord and second of all bind his words the bible the written word in our heart and teach it to our children and teach it you know th- meditate on it day and night we are aware That The Lord wants to give us all more territory, and I am not just talking finances here. Please know that. He wants to give us all more influence. He wants to just lavish us with all these amazing things, but he cannot do that until our heart is in the right place and he knows that we can be trusted with it. And on that same note, in Joshua 24, 23, it says, all right, then Joshua said, destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. So we're going to talk for a second here about practically speaking, I wanted to highlight that destroy the idols because idols so often get our heart. And a lot of times, you know, when we think about idols, we think about the Old Testament and how, you know, they made literal idols, you know, out of jewelry and they molded it together and had actual figurines and, and you don't see that. Still today, at least not in most of the you know our our culture, but we have a lot of idols. I will raise both my hands and confess that idols have been a thing in my life, and it feels like right whenever I demolish one, another one pops up, and so I have to always stay aware of this. So here's how I want you to remember how we're going to deal with this condition of the heart. Because so far, everything I've read to you feels a little bit depressing, right? You're like, oh man. You know, we, if, if we don't give our heart right, then the Lord is, you know, these things may not go well with us and, and, um, we're not going to produce good fruit in our lives. And it feels like, woo, that's a lot, right? Well, the good news is a lot of those verses I just read you are from the old Testament. And Hey, guess what? Jesus came that we might have life and life abundantly. So he brings us hope. So Please know that when you feel convicted, there's a big difference in conviction and condemnation. Conviction helps us change. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this isn't good. Let's talk about it, right? But condemnation is heavy and it's like, oh, I'm a horrible person. And honestly, I I am one of those people that initially I feel condemned, not convicted. And I'm and the Holy Spirit and I are working on this. But like I told you that story, I told you about the friend I was jealous of. Initially I was like what's wrong with me? I'm a horrible person. And the Lord's like, "Okay, well, this sin, yes, it's horrible, but you are not a horrible person. Let's talk about this, okay?" Um, but here's what we're going to talk about. So, have you ever known anybody in your life who had to have heart surgery of any kind? I I have my my dad has had to have some heart surgeries and thankfully he hasn't had to have open heart, but he's had a lot of stents and things like that. And so here's the thing about the heart is our physical heart is that you have three steps whenever it comes to how we deal with overcoming our, a heart condition. And the first one is the doctor has to straight up tell you, hey, you got a heart problem. You know, like it's the whole recognition thing. And then you as the patient gets to decide, okay, yeah, I believe you that I have a heart problem. Cause guess what? You can't see your insides, right? You're just trucked trusting that this doctor knows what he's talking about or she's talking about and then you have to make the decision yeah okay i'll let you operate yep i believe you were going to operate and then after the operation they give you some things to go home with they go okay you know what we were able to fix you for now but just know you got to remove what's been clogging your arteries so let's talk about this in spiritual open heart surgery okay okay First thing we have to do, we have to open our heart to the Lord and confess that, oh wow, yeah, you're right. I think I I think there might be a problem here. So we have to humble ourselves and we have to recognize the problem. Uh, Psalm 51, 17 says, The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Oh God. So I love that because I feel like that brings so much hope because it's, you know, basically the Lord saying, Hey, guess what? The Lord will not reject a broken and a repentant heart. All right. But then the second thing is, so now we're aware of, okay, this is what's happening. Okay. Yes. I I agree. I have some things happening right now. Then we have to say, yes, Lord, you can operate, right? Yes. You can operate on my heart. Now, can I just tell you allowing the Lord to do heart operation on your spiritual heart is painful. I feel like 2019 was a big year of heart operating for me. It was a big year of the Lord and it was it was a rough year for me in that way. There were a lot of great things that happened. Don't get me wrong, I'm not here to sit be Debbie Downer, but it was a tough year for me spiritually on many levels. And one of the reasons was because the Lord did a lot of heart operating on me. He did a lot of plucking out yuck in my heart. And that's a decision we have to make to let him do that. It is not always comfortable. It is humbling. It is all kinds of things. But the reward is so great because what comes then, it's literally, it's a matter of life and death, right? It's, It's essentially me saying, you know what? I want my life to be fruitful. I want that things to go well in my life and and I want my relationships to be fruitful. I want to have joy and peace in my life. So yes, Lord, you can operate on my heart. And then the third thing just like, you know, a doctor sends you home with instructions, the Lord's going to send you off with instructions and say, "Okay, we need to remove what's clogging your heart up. You know, like let's talk, let's get to the root here. Yes, we want to pull out what what was in there, but then we also want to prevent it from happening. And so we're going to remove it. So think about, again, a heart-conditioned patient, they would tell them, okay, we need to look at your, your diet. What are you eating? We need to look at your lifestyle. Are you exercising? We need to look at maybe some medication for you. You know, they're looking at those sorts of things. Well, in our spiritual heart, we've already talked about idols. That's a real big one. Sin, you know, me with the jealousy thing. There's that one. Pride is a big one. But here's another one that I, I mentioned at the begin, beginning of this show on things that hold us back from pursuing our God-given dreams. And a lot of it is lies that we believe. And so for me, you know, I mentioned to you that one, one sin that has reared its ugly head multiple times in my life is jealousy. Uh, again, I'm not proud to admit that. I just want you to know it. That's a sin that kind of just when I think, oh, I'm good on that, it rears its ugly head. And I'm like, wait, where did this come from? I thought this was gone. And it's the Lord showed me why I've struggled with jealousy was because the enemy planted a lie in me a long time ago that and it's basically I don't know if you've heard it, it's called an orphan spirit, meaning you think that there's only so much. That if, if there's a, a piece of bread and one person gets a piece of bread, well, great. That means there's no bread for me. And that's called an orphan spirit because it puts God in this box and says, oh man, if my friend gets to do something, that means there's no more blessings left in, left over for me. That's an orphan spirit. That's a poverty mindset. That is so small thinking, thinking that the Lord is not, he owns all of it. He owns the cattle and the hills and he owns the entire earth is the Lord's. And so when we get this small thinking, though, that, oh, great. If so-and-so is blessed with something, that means there's nothing left over for me. That is called an orphan spirit. That is called a poverty spirit. And the Lord really highlighted that to me. Not not recently, but years ago, he actually highlighted this to me about it being something that I've had to overcome Again, I don't have time to go into that particular lie right now, but I just want to highlight to you that sometimes there is a lie that's been planted long time ago or maybe even recently. You know, you never know. The Lord will show that to you, though. And it causes us to then adopt, be open in that area to have a sin rise up. Right. And, and that was mine. The opposite of the orphan spirit. Think about it. It's jealousy and envy because you go, oh, I've got to scrap for this. I've got to fight for this. I've got to earn my way in this world because if I don't fight for myself, who will? It's a horrible mindset and it's not a good way to live. And I have, I have overcome a a lot in that area, but I'm still aware that it's a weakness of mine. Okay. So let's wrap up this episode. I want to wrap this up in the next few minutes. And I just want to leave you with some encouragement here. And this is, it's this, here's your secret to success for the year. Are you ready? Seek the heart of God and let him transform your life. All right. Seek his heart. Seek his heart and let him transform your heart. But so let's read a few more verses and then I'm going to tie this all up with a pretty bow somehow here at the end. First Samuel 13, 14 says, but now your kingdom must end for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And the Lord has already appointed him to be leader of his people because you've not kept the Lord's command. I love that he's, it just says here, right here, proof of what I said earlier, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And then first Samuel 16, seven says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. First Kings eleven nineteen 19 says the Lord was very angry with Solomon for his heart had turned away from the Lord. Uh, Second Chronicles 12, 7, when the Lord saw their change of heart, he gave this message. Since the people have humbled themselves, I will not completely destroy them and will soon give them some relief. Psalm nineteen twelve: how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Okay, so I've got a couple more that I'm going to finish up with, but I just uh, really the point of me reading these is I just want you to have this word wash over you because God's word is so much powerful than my words. I have my own interpretations. I have my own opinions, but please know anytime you're listening to any teaching, make sure it has some word of God in there because you can't argue his word does not return null or void. I actually want to finish up by reading you a couple more scriptures, but I want them to be almost like a prayer over you. So in fact, here's what we're going to do. I'm just being spirit led here. Just being honest. I was going to finish up by praying over, over you. And I I still am, but here's what I'm going to do. I am going to pray the pray, but I'm going to incorporate these scriptures into the prayer. And I just want you to receive them. So wherever you are, I don't know if you're driving down the road, maybe you're grocery shopping, you got some earbuds in, maybe you're washing dishes, maybe you're out for a jog. I, I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, if you're able, if you're able, turn open your hands and receive these words over you. If you're not able, if you're driving or something, that's fine, but just, just open your heart in a posture to receive. Okay, so here we go. So Psalm 24 I'm praying this over you. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. Psalm 37, 3-4 Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you'll live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Psalm 1, two through 2-3 But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So, Father, we just thank you so much for your word that is powerful and has the ability to move mountains in our lives. Father, we turn our hands open to you and and we open our heart to you. we say, Father, we recognize our heart is deceitful. We recognize that sin and bitterness and other weeds that are just simply not from you enter in. And so we confess with our mouth that we've got sin in our hearts, but we also just receive your grace and your mercy that forgives us and makes us new. So, Lord, we just open our heart to you and we say, please, please do surgery on our hearts. Pull out the yuck. We don't want it in there. It's not from you. We know you don't want it in there either. And Lord, as you've pulled out that yuck, please highlight every single person listening to the sound of my voice. What things are clogging their heart? Highlight those things to them. Bring to memory, Lord, things from their past that they didn't even know or couldn't even remember in their natural mind. But you, Holy Spirit, can bring those things to their mind. And Lord, as we get these renewed hearts, hearts that are able to stand before you pure because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we thank you that this year, moving forward, every single thing that we put our hands to does and will prosper. Thank you that we are the head, we are not the tail. That we are above, we are not beneath. That we are blessed coming in and we are blessed going out. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus I pray this. Amen. Alright my friends, I'm going to hop off here. But you know, I just pray that this message blessed you. I pray that it helped you to get real about the stuff that's happening in your heart. So that you can live free and pursue your God-given dreams. I'll talk to you next time on Real Talk with Rachel.